This is the Popular Apocrypha Podcast, Episode 29, Mr. Peanut, the Monopoly Man, and Mr. Owl, for July 20th, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Popular Apocrypha Podcast. If you are not familiar with what we do here at Popular Apocrypha, we take fictional characters like Scooby-Doo, Darth Maul, and Elsa and make them better, which could involve making them demonic, gender-swapping them, or making them mourn the loss of a potentially fake family member. We take a character each week and give them an extreme makeover for your entertainment. So before we get to the nitty-gritty of today, we'd like to point out that we are currently running a Kickstarter for the month of July to raise funds for better equipment and better hosting capabilities so that we can put out a better experience for you guys. Uh, You can find the details on our social media, like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handles there are at Podcast. You can also search YouTube and Facebook and uh, iTunes for the popular Apocrypha podcast, and you'll find us there. Uh, so July is quickly coming to a close. So if you're putting off checking out the Kickstarter, do it now before you run out of time. We'd really appreciate the help, and we'd love you for it. So uh, I'm Logan. I'll be your host today. And uh, with me are Tyler. That's me. And Riley. It's a me. <laughs> Did you enjoy that I cut you off during your... <laughs> Normal uh, singing of the of the anthem. I did that on purpose. Almost lost it. Like almost full on lost it. I was like, one of these times I'm going to include it, and I'm going to make sure I do by interrupting them during it. (laughs) That's a tradition. I know, but we never include it. If you didn't know, we we have the actual you know version of the of the popular apocrypha theme that I edit in every time. But every time after I do the little, uh, this is the popular podcast episode, whatever, at the beginning, usually Tyler and usually the rest of us will join in too. We'll just kind of sing the theme song. Yeah. And I've been, and that's been happening like consistently oh, too. I've been doing that. I don't even know. Probably since near the beginning. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And I've been like, one of these times I'm going to put it in there instead of the theme. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'd like to point out that this episode will be explicit, especially toward the end of the episode. So, okay. fair warning. Uh, You'll see why. <laughs> You'll understand why. It's the family-friendly comedy. This this episode wouldn't be a full throwback to the beginning without this. Mm. Okay. And uh, if you didn't know, during the month of July... I do like a good throwback. ...during our Kickstarter, we decided to permanently switch from bi-weekly to weekly podcasts... And the four podcasts for this month are a callback or a throwback, as Riley said. Kickback! 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 To the first four episodes of the podcast that we ever did. Kick it back to the 90s! <laughs> not, not that far. No. <laughs> uh, so this week, to commemorate the third ever episode, uh, which featured the Jolly Green Giant, the Michelin Man, and Mr. Clean, we are going to focus this episode on three more brand mascots, namely Mr. Peanut, the Monopoly Man and Mr. Owl from the Tootsie Pop commercials. Is Monopoly Man married? Uh, I'll get to that. Okay. Oh. And I was going to ask you guys uh, which. Looking. I'm also looking. Really? No, I'm married. <laughs> Happily. Okay. I was... <laughs> I was going to ask you guys which of the three mas- mascots have monocles 
But you guys already talked about it before the podcast. Yeah, we already know. So, um, Yikes. <laughs> so Mr. Peanut is actually the only one of those who has a monocle, and apparently many people have collective false memories of the Monopoly man having a monocle. Whoa, hold like on. Like a Mandela effect. The owl didn't? The owl has glasses. Glasses. Oh, I knew okay. that too. But a lot of people remember the Monopoly man as having a monocle, even though he never had a monocle. Like a lot of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I like don't the remember Baron Stain Bears kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Baron Stain. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so let me get into the individual characters here. So, Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut is the mascot for Planters Peanuts, a division of Kraft. His design is an anthropomorphic peanut with arms and legs dressed like a gentleman. A top hat, a monocle, a cane, gloves, spats. He is a proper peanut who is a member of high society. The original design for a peanut with arms and legs was submitted as part of a contest in 1916 by a young schoolboy named Antonio Gentile. Allegedly, the owner of Planters Peanuts, Amadeo Obici, I assume I'm pronouncing that right, uh, he liked uh, Gentile so much and saw potential in him, so he paid for his schooling all the way through medical school. Whoa. Yeah, uh, where uh, Gentile became a doctor until, ironically, he died of a heart attack. Awkward. Um, All those peanuts. Maybe, I don't know. Until 2010, Mr. Peanut had never had a voice in TV commercials. Usually there would be a narrator, but the peanut would usually never talk. But uh, Planters wanted viewers to engage with the character more, and so they introduced uh, Robert Downey Jr. as the voice uh, for Mr. Peanut. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Uh, Three years later, the voice was changed to comedian Bill Hader. Uh, and in 2016, the Virginia General Assembly declared the importance of Mr. Peanut as a cultural icon and commended him officially. Fascinating. Yep. I'm allergic to him. Mm. You would not commend him as a cultural icon. Well, maybe as a cultural icon, but not as a food icon yeah. for you. He's a monster. <laughs> wow. Uh, so the Monopoly Man, Rich Uncle Pennybags, also known as the Monopoly Man or simply Mr. Monopoly, is the mascot for the board game Monopoly made by Parker Brothers. The character was designed by Dan Fox and was apparently modeled after businessman J.P. Morgan. Uh, According to the Monopoly Companion, a book by former Parker Brothers executive Philip Orbanes, again, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that correctly again, uh, Mr. Monopoly's full name is Milburn Pennybags. Pennybags' design is a gentlemanly old man on the shorter side with a mustache, top hat, cane, no monocle, uh, and a morning suit. Sans monocle. Yep. Um, what is a morning suit? It's a suit you wear in the morning. Oh, yeah. while well, you're morning. It, no, it, it's a suit that usually high society would wear, like to breakfast. Okay. So they have multiple suits for different dinner, like different meals. Yeah, you don't. I'm just kidding. Bro, I mean, I wear have my you, pajamas to breakfast. Have you seen Downton Abbey? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, they had multiple suits for different occasions. Um, so uh, sometimes Mr. Pennybags is holding huge bags of money. From books and offshoot games, we know that Pennybags has two nephews, Andy and Randy, a niece named Sandy, and a wife named Madge. Madge? (laughs) Madge. M-A-D-G-E. That's all the information I could get. Maybe it's short for Margaret? I don't know. Madge. 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 Okay. Madge. So, Mr. Owl, to talk about him. Ooh, maybe it's Her Majesty. Oh, could be. Maybe. Uh Uh, So the Tootsie Pop mascot, Mr. Owl, began as one of many animal characters in a TV commercial in 1969. You may remember the commercial as being animated like a children's drawing as a child asked several animals how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. You know, the Mr. Owl. How many licks, Logan? I'll get to that. 
Uh, the, <laughs> the owl, who's voiced by Paul Winchell, who you might recognize that as being Tigger's voice for a while. <gasps> really? Uh-huh. Uh, so the owl is the last animal that the child asks as the owl bites the Tootsie Pop and hands the empty <laughs> stick back to the boy, never answering the question of how many licks it takes. The world may never know. Yep, that's it. Uh, Mr. Oliver Owl became so iconic after the commercial that he became the mascot for Tootsie Pops, appearing on the packages themselves as well as marketing campaigns. <laughs> Design-wise, he is fairly short and stout, has brown feathers, and wears glasses and a mortarboard. Which what? is, the mortarboard is a thing, is the graduation cap. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. oh okay. To show that he is learned. Uh, and he if doesn't know how many licks it takes. Well, if you're wondering how many licks it takes... <laughs> <laughs> the face he gave me. <laughs> well, if you want to know. If you want to know. There are several official and unofficial studies trying to find out that question. Uh, finding anywhere from several hundred to several thousand, some involving a licking machine, which makes you wonder what it was used for after the experiment. Uh, the most recent figure I could find came from the Tribology Laboratory at the University of Florida. What's Looking Tribology? At- I don't know, but it was examining the uh, corrosion of uh, certain chemicals as well as the tongue and saliva. Like saliva, yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, from the University of Florida, which determined that the minimum distance of licking around the equator of the lollipop requires 100, around 130 licks, which <laughs> is less than I expected. Uh, so now that we have some background, we can play a game, or more like a thought experiment. If you'll remember... Last year, during the third episode, I asked you to, uh, we played a version of the F. Mary Bank, F, nope, F. Mary Kill game, that's what it was called, where I asked you to take the three characters we were doing that time and assign them each a role, either the, uh, superhero, the, no, 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 you were the superhero and you had to assign them to be either your sidekick uh, your villain or the damsel in distress that you had to save. Mm. Uh, this time I am doing the same kind of thing, except this year it's a murder mystery party. <gasps> you- <laughs> so of the three characters, Mr. Peanut, Mr. Owl, Mr. Monopoly, you have to determine who is one, the murderer, two, the victim, or and three, the what I call the lead detective or the the guest who kind of takes on the role of finding out the truth basically the main character Mm. so to give you an example I would say that the lead detective would be Mr. Peanut because he's you know dapper and he has a reputation for you know knowing things (laughs) as I say that (laughs) Uh, and and he's very uh, charismatic and so he would be able to bring people to the truth uh, the victim, I would say, would be Mr. Owl because he's freaking worthless. Um, <laughs> wow! And the murderer, I would say, would be Mr. Monopoly because I could easily see him as being like the owner of the house who's jealous of Mr. Owl being a university professor or whatever. And uh, you least suspect him because, uh, you know, you wouldn't want a murder in your own house. But the lead detective, Mr. Peanut, finds out the truth. So, are you guys ready to Tell me your perfect mystery murder party. And mine is actually the exact opposite that I was thinking mm. in my head. So I think okay. the detective should be Mr. Owl mm. because he's super smart and cares about finding out the truth and um, doesn't he, he like doesn't care about the means. He just cares about the ends, right? So he'd be a ruthless detective. Like that's why he crunches the Tootsie Pop because he doesn't care about the means. He cares about the end. So he'd be a ruthless, educated detective. And I think the victim 
would be a Monopoly man because he's got a ton of money and someone would want to get the insurance or whatever, uh, however, you know, find his lost riches. Um, and then I think the villain would be um, Mr. Peanut because uh, there's there's something hiding under that shell. <laughs> Some Something toxic. Uh, allergic even. I had a fly fly in my face. Allergic even. Allergic even. So I was going to say the exact same thing as you, Riley. Uh, but then I thought, <gasps> what if it goes a step deeper? So what if that's those, what if those are the apparent reasons, but then you find out later throughout the, uh, throughout the event, throughout the, the, the course of events, that not only that there's, there's more than one victim. And then you find out that uh, uh, the owl ends up killing Mr. Peanut as well. No! Not for his money, but for um, uh, revenge, because he and the Monopoly Man are actually relatives. I thought you were going to say lovers. I thought about it, decided against it. (laughs) Uh, I kind of like it. So I'm going to go with it. Because originally I was going to go with the same thing that you said. Mm. I like it. I like it. If you guys were to do the original one where you had to have a sidekick, a uh, villain, and a damsel in distress, who would you choose of these three? Um, Monopoly Man in Damsel in Distress. Uh, sidekick would be the Tootsie Pop Owl, and the villain would be Mr. Peanut. Uh, villain would be Mr. Peanut. Uh, my sidekick would be Owl, uh, and my damsel in distress would be not play man. That's what I said. That's right. My damsel in distress would be Mr. Peanut. My Ooh, all uh, those curves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, and that suit. Have you seen him? How he looks in that suit? Man. Smoking. Uh, my no, sidekick. Toxic. <laughs> my sidekick would be Mr. L, and the villain would be the Monopoly Man. Excellent. The one percent. <laughs> actually, actually, they're probably all the one percent. As a sidebar, tribology refers to the study of friction, wear, lubrication, and the design of bearings, mm-hmm. um, otherwise known as the science of interacting surfaces in relative motion. Hmm. See, little sidebar on that sidebar. I hear about stuff like tribology and other very specific fields of study and have slight anxiety panic attack moment that, like, maybe I'm meant to do this very specific thing and I don't even know the name of it yet. And I may never find out the name of that thing I'm supposed to do. Welcome to existing as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have another thought experiment for you guys. Okay. What would you do with a licking machine? Ooh. See, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is, this probably isn't what I, what it is, but I'm imagining like, kind of like a windmill with a bunch of like weird mechanical oh. tongues on it and just go. I think I'd rather, I think I'd rather we talk about what we imagined when we initially heard it, because that's okay. not what I okay. what, what did you that's think of a licking machine? Being. I imagined kind of this uh, metal rectangular box mm-hmm. with a piston and basically a tongue stuck on the end of it, and it would, like, shoot out. Wow, that is not what I imagined either. And it would huh. count the amount of times it shot out. Because, like, I heard the tribology study, and they're, they're like, assessing the validity of, or, like, the salinity how soluble things are in saliva, mm-hmm. right? So, and like, friction, how, and how, how the tongue, would, right? Yeah. So, like, the tongue would just be hitting the lollipop, and like that contact would be the saliva application. And hmm. what I envisioned was kind of in between, I guess, more like a mouse a repeating mouse trap sort of thing 
that would, so the tongue would be angled at downward and then it would flip the spring and then it, that would shoot the tongue up, which would reset the spring and then it would come back down and that would be without touching. And then that would be one. one then that Interesting. What did you imagine the licking machine to be like? <laughs> Tell us at Pop and Pock Podcast. The wonderful licking machine. The wonderful licking machine. And imagine which of our voices you imagined the licking machine being narrated by. What? Narrated what? by? The World's Fair, 1894. Introducing the narrated. licking machine. Lick one. Lick two. Lick three. Have you ever wanted to lick something, but really not wanted to lick something? <laughs> now you can lick something without licking something. Mm, lick one. Lick two. <laughs> Lick three. Oh, gosh darn it, that's lick number five. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy howdy, that's lick number sixty-nine. <laughs> all the eighteen hundreds ladies are like, oh. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, what an invention. What a genius. He's Brilliant. he's beyond his time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, today uh, we are tackling all the misters. The Mr. Peanut, Mr. Owl, Mr. Monopoly. Did I say the real name of uh, the Mr. Owl? His re- first name is Oliver. You did not. Oliver Owl? Mr. Oliver Owl. Big O! Milburn Pennybags and... Double O. I believe Mr. Peanut doesn't have a first name. Let me look that up real quick. But uh, tell me why, uh, as we start out this thing, why did we put these on the list together? We uh, found them to be... They're all very dapper. Mm-hmm. And I, or educated yeah. or intelligent or rich mm. or something. The upper crust. Yeah, the, the <laughs> upper crust of brand society. Brand See, society. Okay, first of all, the first thing that comes up when I, ter- when I type in Mr. Peanut is Mr. Peanut domestic violence. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, oh. Don't want to look that up. Oh, uh, but one thing I noticed for doing research for this episode is that I don't think I even consciously realized it, but the first three uh, mascots that we did, the Jolly Green Giant, Mr. Clean, and the Michelin Man, are all portrayed as like, like kind of like superheroes. Like they come in and they save the day almost. Huh. Yeah. Or they're uh, introduced as like very powerful men. Right. Or like larger than life. Yeah. Right. yeah. They exactly. can do anything. Mm. And and these characters that we're looking at kind of have, they, they don't have that kind of aura, but they do have like the... I'm high society, I'm rich, I'm, you know, sophisticated, mm. I, I know what's up, mm. kind of thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Do maybe some of them have a, a backstory that we don't know about? Well, I think that they all have a backstory, obviously. Because the last three brand mascots all had backstories, but obviously we didn't just uh, stumble upon those. Those were our deep, intensive thoughts. And propositions. Of course. So I think that we we should decide on what character to start with. Okay. So uh, I know Riley has a lot of uh, animosity toward Mr. Peanut. Mm-hmm. So let's start with uh, Mr. Owl. How about? <laughs> so um, let's, so, let's, so not let's not start there. <laughs> oh, first of all, Mr. Peanut uh, is something of an informal moniker, apparently, according to Mental Floss. Uh, the full name given to him by uh, the designer, uh, Antonio Gentile, was Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe. Smythe. Ooh, Smythe. Mr. Smythe. Mm. Mr. What a stuck-up jerk. Wow. <laughs> so uh, so we talked about the licking machine, right? And uh, how many licks it takes to get to the uh, middle of the Tootsie Pop. But I'm wondering why such a learned gentleman like Mr. Oliver Owl 
wouldn't know that or wouldn't even want to find that out. Maybe he got there on his laurels and doesn't really care to find out the truth. Hmm. Like he's a fake? Maybe. Maybe or, he just wears that mortarboard that he got at a costume shop. Maybe that maybe Mr. Owl recognizes that it's not about the uh, the effort to get there. It's about the enjoyment. It's about the enjoyment that you get anyway. So whatever works for you when you're eating a Tootsie Pop, that's great. Like that's what that's what it's about. So Mr. for him, like his little chomp. That's that's chomp, what chomp. he likes. That's mm-hmm. fine. So maybe he's just a. A one, two, a I mean, three. although, but I, I don't really respect that his message is like it's not worth the effort. Mm-hmm. He's not portrayed as he's not portrayed as smart, honestly. No, other than his his design, yeah, which is and weird, like the yeah. stereotype of what owls represent. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So if he's supposed mm-hmm. to be, and here, and here, here's a question: if the premise is that he's supposed to be this highly educated owl. He's the wisest of the animals. Like, the, the little boy like goes to a bunch of animals, right? And they right. say, like, go see Mr. Owl. He's the smartest right. of all of us. So, how did he get that reputation? By being an owl? Freaking being born racial stereotypes? Yeah. So, he's the... Nope, not going to go there. Never yeah, mind. I knew what oh. you were going to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope. Um, so, he did he, like, go to a particular university? Did he go to... Harvard or Oxford or Yale or something or did he have an internship with something some business that gave him great notoriety in his work or what is why is he considered what has he done what do we say that he's done that gives him authority what if he was born into a very wealthy very uh, stereotypically smart family okay but he himself is yes. But he himself is not smart. He's the okay. black sheep. Mm. Okay. Or which is why he's like one two. I like that. Three. I also like perhaps he was a professor at a prestigious university, mm. um, and through his various studies, because he was a philosophy professor. Obviously, right. So then he made a licking machine, got in a bunch of trouble with the other teachers, <laughs> yes. with the ethics committee. Um, he through his various studies. He came to the conclusion. He started like teaching uh, a very hedonistic philosophy, mm. and was mm. kicked okay. out of the university. Okay, but is now kind of a like a sage that lives out in the wild, and that uh, he like, started writing some books that were kind of like uh, I, that's interesting to read. I don't really know what to believe. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with it, but I'd like to know. You know, like mm-hmm. he's right. got some interesting thoughts, mm-hmm. and then people can come visit him and talk to him. Mm-hmm. I like those two things combined. So he yeah. came from a stereotypically intelligent family, the owls of the owls. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't really believe what like the owls stereotypically believe. Right. I would say. Right. Mm-hmm. Or he started out that way, but then once well, he starts about teaching, like the pursuit of wisdom and yeah and knowledge. Whereas he's like, no, it's about pleasure. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's about. Whatever you mm-hmm. take out of it, individually. warm blankets. Yeah. It's about warm blankets. <laughs> Reference back. back to the yeah kickback. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I may ask then. So what is the message then that the owl is trying to send to the boy by eating the lollipop? I think it's kind of like the the cave individualistic the cave consumerism over community truth. Uh, See, I thought it was like kind of a hedonism thing. Yeah, where right. it's like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you should enjoy this. Yeah. 
But it's about your enjoyment. Or maybe it's just like a, you know, I don't like you, boy, so I'm going to steal your food. Lol. Or or humans. What if he's just super racist toward humans? Maybe that's why he was thrown out of the university. He's speciesist. (laughs) Speciesist? Speciesist. Speciesist. Spacious? Sure. Maybe he's, (laughs) like, takes a stick and just slaps him across the face with it. He's specious and hedonistic. And he believes he's in the right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. One of those people who's like, uh, you know, one of those people who like, I feel like we all know people like this who like try to like criticize somebody, but they find out that they're in the wrong and they and the person they're trying to criticize like wasn't actually doing anything wrong. And so they're like, well, well, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) And like they don't want to like back down or say, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's like that. So I think what started to get him in trouble at the university was his teachings, but because he was a professor, it was like, oh, you're allowed to kind of be weird and different, like your own thoughts. But then he started kind of acting like a jerk, Mm -hmm. right? Like being, like saying certain things in his teachings Mm -hmm. and like how he acted towards certain students. Requiring certain curriculum that got a little bit, Mm -hmm. like got a little bit sketchy with uh, like the the parents of students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is he teaching other owls or is he teaching any animals or humans? I, I was imagining uh, animals and humans. Animals and humans, both. Mm-hmm. Well, because oh. we see other animals in the in the right commercial. We see, I think, uh, an alligator, uh, a fox. I don't remember what the other one was, but I don't remember. yeah. But we assume other animals exist, and they all talk. And they all talk with humans. Uh-huh. The commercial human. itself is kind of actually an illustration of like a journey for self discovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go to this thing, go it's to this like, thing, go to this thing. I'm curious about this thing. Mm-hmm. And it all ends with the animal, not the human, achieving a measure of self-fulfillment. Or is there? It's propaganda. Because literally the <laughs> because literally the message at the end is the world may never know. Uh, so th- is it one of those things where it's like we pose the question Which to is you. why I think that it's like, the message... Do the right thing. The owl's real message is about... It's about you not mm-hmm. the world the world may never know but mm-hmm. you can know you can know for yourself so this is kind of an anti-agnosticism message uh well, the owl never mm-hmm. says the world may never know the narrator does yeah that's, that's true. true that's true the owls the owl just like, eats i just want your lollipop mm-hmm. ha one two three chomp here you go but little boy does the boy even want the lollipop or just want the knowledge of how many licks it takes once the knowledge and also he looks Dejected when he gets this empty stick back. That's true. So, secondarily, he wants the lollipop. Yeah, I mean, he's a normal kid. He wants right. the lollipop. Yeah, but primarily the truth is what matters the to truth. him. Mm-hmm. But the truth doesn't matter as much as the enjoyment for the owl. Right. The truth is enjoyment. Right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it takes three licks for me to enjoy antic. So, after he becomes this, not vagabond, but after he leaves his, is forced out of his teaching role, mm-hmm. how does he end up just there in the commercial i mean that, that's i mean he's just in a tree it's a summer home okay yeah it'd cool. just be that's, a normal place really where i was writing out. his books yeah. that's really yeah. what i was asking mm-hmm. so what happens afterward where does that after the episode go after he chokes on the lollipop <laughs> <laughs> oh geez but self-fullfillment spits it out in an owl pellet <laughs> and it's dissected later Poop de poop poop scoop i think his uh his philosophy should become kind of subversive like and gain traction especially amongst the species in the animal kingdom are we talking a revolution a philosophical revolution mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like he becomes popular with Tootsie Pop as a brand. Mm-hmm. So we're going meta here. Mm. Like Tootsie Pop says, hey, we want you on our packaging. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but they also end up hiring Mr. Owl mm-hmm. to work for their marketing department. And then the, the, the Tootsie Pop brand is now spreading the message of individual hedonism. Mm-hmm. Get what you can for yourself for pleasure yep. because that's what matters. Doesn't matter how many licks are in there. No, just it's not what it's the, about. Look we'll, the freaking lollipop. We'll pose that question because it's enticing to you as a viewer or mm-hmm. a listener. But what it really matters? matters. What yeah. really matters? Yeah. Obviously. Well, that yeah, it's illustrative. Exactly. How many licks? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? It's like I I feel like a good marketing campaign would be like to ask the question, like to put out on billboards or something like, how many licks does it take? And for like a few months before you put out this commercial saying like doesn't matter yeah right or something like that like how uh the avengers did with with age of ultron where they released the clip of everybody trying to pick up thor's hammer which raised the question of who can pick up thor's hammer do you think he can pick up thor's hammer yes he can gets the discussion turned out to be a very influential part of especially near the end of the movie with who can pick up thor's hammer yep so yeah, it can be a very interesting thought experiment that Tootsie Pop can do with Mr. Owl. Mr. Oliver Owl. So Oliver Owl, Ooh-woo. in recap, is an ex-philosophy professor mm-hmm. whose teachings were a bit too subversive for the university, mm-hmm. um, was kicked out, and then in his summer home... There was a licking machine somewhere in there. Somewhere in there, yeah. The psychology department uh, got it past the ethics board. He got a hold of it. You know, hedonism came into play. Or, you know, the, 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 tribology de- uh, the tribology department uh, had a licking machine and it suddenly disappeared one day. Yeah, I don't know. And then all of a sudden he got started talking about, like, all of his illustrative examples in philosophy class were about licking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. But <laughs> a little uncomfortable. He started asking how many licks it takes to get to the center of a licking machine. It just got very confusing. It's very meta. <laughs> um, and then in his summer home, he's... And continuing his teachings, then gets hired on by the Tootsie Pop company. Mm-hmm. So what does he do now? Like after his heyday, I would say he's a consultant. He he thinks of himself as like a sage, like you know, like the the stereotypical sage on top of the mountain. Okay, people yeah. seek for help, but I feel like he, he's very pretentious now. Like so, what the commercial was was him in his forties, mm-hmm. like midlife ish. Sure. I think now he should be about like sixty. Mm-hmm. Okay, looks like the big Lebowski. <laughs> like yep. okay. the ha- like the feathers on top of his head are a little grown out. Mm-hmm. He always wears shades. Yeah, he's always on the Tootsie Pop, man. Yeah. Um, the mortarboard is like off to the side, a little off to the side, and a little bedazzled on top. Yeah, there you go. He's got like a robe that he wears around, mm-hmm. and uh, he's always got like something between his fingers. Might be uh, might be mm-hmm. a blunt. Might be a might lollipop. Be a cigar, might be a lollipop. <laughs> might be all three. Might be a Tootsie Roll. Ooh, Ooh he's smoking cheating. that Tootsie Roll. <laughs> yeah, I, he smokes a Tootsie Roll, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at this point, yeah, he should smoke that a Tootsie Roll. Went without saying, but Tootsie Pop, the, the Tootsie Pop company doesn't like to put that out there, but like we know, and then we know. it's still kind of like kid friendly and brand safe because he like just puts it in his mouth and he's like smoking it. But he's not really it's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I like it. I and like, it. like the feathers beneath his beak are a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a beard, like a little bit of a yeah. scruff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unkempt. Sometimes he falls out of trees. <laughs> <laughs> too many Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Dude. Sit his head a little too many times. Yeah. Like he wants to teach people, but like he also wants to. He's in his life for himself. Yeah. He's a little you know. washed up. Yeah. But still living it for himself. Mm-hmm. He's one of those professors that like, you know, they, they a little forceful teaching, but like, you know that like, if somebody came to you wanting better grades, you get out of the licking machine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So anything else for Mr. Owl? Or we can move on to another one. I like him. I'm happy with Mr. Owl. I like Mr. I'm kind Owl. Of, Mr. Owl. Yeah, I'm happy with his uh, his story. Anything more about his look? Like, I think we, we kind of covered that he's, you know, wearing shades, mm-hmm. has a little bit of a beard, you know. What, hair or hair feathers kind of slick back. The mortarboard is is bedazzled. He yeah. only rides a razor scooter everywhere he goes. Heelys <laughs> never flies. Heelys never flies. Never flies. Heelys or a razor scooter? No, Heelys and a razor scooter. No, two razor scooters. <laughs> what about a hoverboard? No, and a hoverboard. Two razor scooters on top of a hoverboard while wearing Heelys. I don't like this. No, in a limo. I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for just a razor scooter, okay. just one. No, a razor scooter and heelys though, so that he can kind of like push off with one foot and Ooh, then yeah. kind of like ride with two feet because a razor so, scooter isn't big enough for like two adult feet right. to be on it. So like you can kind of with a heely on it. I actually want to really try that now. <laughs> that sounds really fun. There we go. Uh, there yeah. it is. There he be. So there's Mr. Owl. Okay. Mr. Owl, Mr. the ex-philosophy professor. Yep. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Disgraced philosophy professor. Or is he disgraced? Because you could debate that he's gotten even more successful now. Yep. So. He left He left the the educational environment, and it mm-hmm. was better for himself. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was better for Tootsie Living Bob. his philosophy. Yep. All right. So, we all love it. We all love to hate our friends in it. It's Monopoly. It's Monopoly. What do we think of Mr. Monopoly or Rich Uncle Pennybags? Or the Monopoly Man. So, who is he the uncle of? Do we know? Or is he just Uncle Moneybags? Of, of, uh, we know that in Monopoly Junior, his, uh, niece and nephews are introduced. Okay. Uh, Andy and Randy and Sandy. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. So. So those, are, they're like the kind of poster characters in Monopoly Junior. I had Monopoly Junior growing up, too. Obviously, Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Monopoly Man is a real estate guru. Yeah. Yep. So we, and we know exactly what kinds of real estate he has, except there's so many different versions of Monopoly now. Mm-hmm. There's Lord of the Rings Monopoly. There's Firefly Monopoly. There's Horse Monopoly. There's everything. Dogs Monopoly? There's, yeah. there's a state of Idaho Monopoly. It's <laughs> not a dog. <laughs> so he, my, I guess my question is... You could make a popular puck from Monopoly. That's true. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So is he... He'd be on the jail set. Of all of them? Or does he have one true place that is his? See, what I was kind of wondering is like, are we buying all the properties from him? Or are we just buying them from like the bank, from the government? Someone's talking to Google Home in the other room. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I've always kind of wondered that is like, who are we buying these properties from? The bank. Technically. Like the rules say the bank. So who owns the bank? And so what, is that what he does? Is he the bank owner? And if not, what role does he play? Right. In, 
the CEO of the bank, the CEO of the jail and the bank? Does he own the jail and the bank? Is he the one you work for and therefore the one who gives you the payday? Is he just the warden? Is he just, is he, did you say, is he the mayor? I didn't. Of the Maybe city? he is the mayor. But the mayor of what? Everywhere? Of Atlantic City. Because that's what Monopoly, the original Monopoly right. properties were based on. Yep. So, but at this point, I mean, that's been blown up out of every fictional and real place has mm-hmm. a monopoly, really. I mean, pretty much. So yeah. I, I want to say that he he doesn't own property mm-hmm. because the players own the property. So right. his business should be based in some other part of the game. See, I was thinking he could, like, employ all the other characters or all the players, I should like say. The, like, as a mayor. Yeah, because, like, he should, like, ooh, excuse me, give them their payday or, like, the, the chance in community chess cards that that give you money. Right. Like, he should be, like... And he's on yeah. a lot of those. I, I feel like he would be, like, a, uh, I don't know, a Bruce Wayne-type mm-hmm. character in the city where he is, like, a very well-known person who is uh, charitable, runs a lot of events. He's famous for being rich in the city, uh, you know, does a lot of things for the city. A lot of people have, uh, you know, kind of hinted at that he should run for mayor. And he's kind of hinted at it, too. No one knows if he is. Perhaps he's a dictator of a small country and goes back to a feudal system where you have to buy in to be part of the ruling class. Mm, I'm liking this. And Logan did a real deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> right through his nose. <laughs> Careful, brother. Don't snort that Tootsie Pop. Well, see, it's, it's interesting that you can go to jail pretty easily mm-hmm. in Monopoly. Like... It's very rare to play a game of Monopoly where you don't go to jail. But here's the thing. Going to jail in the long game is, is a good thing. Good thing. Mm-hmm. And you've heard of, you know... Because it's safe there. That one candidate for president in the... Or th- candidate for something, I don't remember, from the 20s, I believe, who ran a campaign from prison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm liking yeah. that he's, he's a political leader. Yeah. Of some sort. Mm-hmm. Maybe not... He has some political... Mayor. Uh... Yeah, maybe he's on like the city council. Yeah, or like, or like, like he has enough idea. Or, I, I like the dictator idea. Or what if it's a uh, militaristic leadership? What if he runs a mafia? Ooh, it's mm. a mafia boss, mm-hmm. and that's why he's selling the land. Mm. Mm, I like that. Mm. That's why jail is safe. Rich oh, Uncle Pennybags will protect why, you. That's why jail is safe. Oh. You can't get shot there. Can't get shot out. It's dangerous. I mean, we don't like you. We might send you to boardwalk. Yep. Go, go directly to jail. We're not going to pay you. Don't pass go. Do not collect 200 bucks. What does go stand for in this universe that we're creating for him? Get out. <laughs> uh, go on. Mm. Gerald's optometry. It's the, uh, it's the front business to get all the fake money. I, yes, that is what it is. Yep. Or the money laundering. Yep, that is. There's no question. Golf Onager. Grover. Geronimo's Outlet. Geronimo's Optician. Geronimo's Optometry Clinic. Optometry. Geronimo's. The Great Opera. Ontology. The Grand Opera. The Grand Opera. The Grand Opry. Gerrymandering. Oh. (laughs) Olives. I like it as like the front place of um, like the optometrist's office. That's like that's why front. when you pass go, you get two hundred dollars. Yeah. Is that where everybody works? 
Well, oh, that's not, where everybody gets their cash. That's where everybody yeah. gets their cash. I see. Their okay, I cash. get it. That is the bank, essentially. But it has a... Well, it's it's not the bank, because the bank is right, right. totally not run by the mafia. But, like, that's what the, we as the players use exactly. as the bank. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, the free bank. Mm-hmm. You just get free money. Yeah. It's not free. But what about free parking? You get free money as long as it goes back into the investment business. Okay. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, no I spending think outside the city. Free parking would be um, when you uh, Taking a do a break. job. When you do a job and at the end of the job. You, uh, you At the end of a job, like criminal job, mm-hmm. you, uh, you get paid. That's free parking. Well, if you do the rules where you... Where you put money in right. free parking. That's true. And if <laughs> and otherwise you're the getaway driver. Ah. Getaway, getaway. That's it. I love <laughs> this. <laughs> love it. So So uh, Mr. Monopoly runs the he's money he, bags. so he is the mafia leader, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mafia boss. So mob boss. What right? is the physical location? Is it Atlantic City? Is it I mean that's what it's based on. Or is he a <sighs> It's a simulation based on Atlantic City. Or is he like the mafia overlord that is everywhere and is represented everywhere across all of the Monopoly games, whereas his physical base of operations is no one place. Like he's always on the move, moving around or working digitally or, you know, just out of sight but always in mind. Maybe, and I've presented this idea before in other episodes, maybe he's like this kind of, you know, the the car salesman manager who you never see, but the mm. people in each Monopoly game say like, I'm going to go talk to rich Uncle Pennybags. Right. And they're like, oh no, please don't, I'll give you money. And so, it, it, exactly like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. so they kind of use this mythical figure almost. Who may not necessarily exist, or really but no one wants exist? to really know if he. No exists. one wants to find out because right. no you know your out. fingers might be broken in the morning. Yeah. So, but the three of us sitting here, we know right. he does exist. Right. But but everybody else. But he's not as omniscient exactly. as people think he is. Exactly. Yeah. So he he exists even in the Star Wars universe. He's like Hondo Onika and Boba Fett are even scared of him. Yep. Mm. Like he's the boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Palpatine is my boy. Sheev is scared of him. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, it's really interesting that the the warden or the the police officer for the jail yeah. tile has the same kind of general face shape and nose shape as Rich, Rich Uncle Pennybags, right? Well, he he's supposed to be a different character. I forget what his name but is though. Same but... general facial structure, right? So maybe mm. Rich Uncle, Pe- Uncle Pennybags can like he's a master of disguise. But why would he need to be? Why would he need to dress he likes up as a thrill when he can just? <laughs> he's just a hobby. Yeah, it's the thrill of being in, okay. in the middle of it. I like that. He's like, but he's so vain too that every uh, like picture character on the Monopoly board is him in a different outfit. In a different outfit. Yeah, I like, like it, it totally could be yeah. the other people, but like he's got a cross-dressing fantasy. Oh yeah, of course, and it's yeah. a hobby, yeah. you know, to disguise himself in like undercover boss's way right. around things. Oh yeah, he never wears the same outfit twice, except yeah. when he's you know wearing the it, except the morning when he's suit, the morning suit, and you know that's his iconic look. Yeah, that's what he he str- when he wants people to to know he's there. He strolls around the city just like, but then he's gone, and then yeah. he's back to being a myth. 
Mm -hmm. um, ducks into an alley and becomes the cop. So the cop uh, is known as, his name is Officer Mallory. That's right. And yes. the, uh, the guy in jail behind bars is Jake the Jailbird. Mm -hmm. But What's uh, Rich Uncle Pennybag's first name? Milburn. Mallory and Milburn, huh? Uh-huh. Mm. Kind of similar. Mm. Could kind of make and you wonder. And Jailbird Jake? Yep. Mm -hmm. Could That's... be his informant on the inside. Mm. In, in the jail? Mm -hmm. Well, because mm -hmm. the jail is safe, right? It's safe, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Jake is like the one who runs it. Mm -hmm. It's like the Hogan's Heroes, you know. Yeah, We're going to exactly. hand you, you know. You're totally it's, in charge of the prison. Or it's like one of those, you know, rich people prisons where it's just kind of like a country club that yeah. you can't leave. So, But people yeah. still do leave. Like, hey, I voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Cheers reference. Um, so, our, so here's a question. Hmm. Um, his outfit, are we going to keep it the same? I think I, I like it that way just because, like, it's kind of like, uh, look at me, I'm rich beyond your wildest dreams and you fear me. What kind if we don't give him a monocle, mm -hmm. but part of his myth is that he has a monocle? But he which, never has actually worn but a monocle. He never actually wears okay. the monocle, like which that. gives it gives it feeds back into what we were talking about earlier about. He has a top hat, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think something that we should give him, uh, and it's not really like a thing that you can see, but mm -hmm. it's knowing that it's there, is his cane is actually a sword cane. He wears knuckle dusters, like on his right <laughs> right hand, underneath like his gloves or whatever, so you can't really see him, but sure. he could knock someone out. Sure. And then have you guys seen, uh, uh, oh shoot, it's on Netflix, it's the the London, it's like a show about London gangs, I don't remember what it's called. Peaky Blinders? Peaky Blinders, where they have, so they have their their hats, right, where they're the paperboy hats, right. mm -hmm. and underneath the fold in the paperboy hat, they've sewn in razor blades, Ooh. so they can take off their hat and hit someone with it, hmm. so his like top hat is actually like, it's, like it's got some razor blades yeah, in it. Say. He doesn't throw it, but he can like take it or, off. Or we don't do that. I think he, the he cane a, should be just like a yeah. crack people's knees yeah. with it. Or like the hat, his top hat has a lead weight in the top, so you can take it off and just like clobber someone with it. Maybe he just hides a revolver in there. Ooh, it's like a gun hat. Yeah, or like that he shoots through it. <laughs> the, the legend is his monocle is hooked up to his eye, and if he, he winks at you. Guy. It shoots through his hat and kills you. That's the legend. That's the legend. legend. Yeah. When really he's just got snipers trained everywhere. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Always. You think you're safe on chance. You're not. You're not. So I, I'm ready to move on to the next character. Uh-huh. Okay. I've noticed a dark trend, and yep. I like I it. I, yeah, I same. like it. I mean, we kind of had a dark trend uh, with the Jolly Green Giant, Michelin Man, Mr. Well, Clean, too, a little bit. Yeah, they all turned into eventually sort of heroes. Yeah, yeah, like kind of heroes with dark beginnings. Yeah, mm -hmm. whereas yeah. these are kind of turning into... Well, they, they started as like... Yeah. Scumbaggy. Like high society rich people. Right. Which, which they still kind of are. So we're, so we're taking them down a peg. Yeah. But also they just giving have them a, power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, so the last one. So, Mr. Peanut. I hate him! He <laughs> was voiced by Robert Downey Jr. So... Robert Downey Jr. sang the Christmas song in a commercial. That's what he stands for. What, what does, does he stand, stand for? for? <laughs> peanuts. Peanuts. And why are peanuts bad, Riley? I'm allergic to them. I'm allergic to them. I don't know if you can even hear that on the microphone. I'm allergic to them. <laughs> so I was thinking, what if Mr. What if there technically is no such thing what as if, a peanut allergy? What if Mr. Peanut is compensating and he actually doesn't have any peanuts inside of him? His um, peanuts are really small. 
<laughs> yes. But please go on. Uh, I was saying, like, what if there technically is no such thing as a peanut allergy, but Mr. Peanut chooses certain people to uh, poison, so to speak, with his peanuts? He, like, gives them a virus? Mm-hmm. He, like, causes people to have a bad reaction. So is he a mad scientist, or is he an assassin? He's like or a is drug he... lord. He's like a god. I don't know. Or Why? make him, like, a drug... Like, he's a drug cartel leader, and he, like, you know, some of the product... Like most, most of the product for the high sellers, like the high bidders, mm -hmm. is solid. But then he puts in filler and some of the other stuff. Yeah, peanut oil. It's synthetic. Yeah, it's so synthetic. the synthetic stuff is the the non. Which is what's making people react well, and die. Yeah. Well, what we know so far, uh, like about Mr. Peanut, is that he holds like high society parties, right? Where a lot of animals go Snorting to. that peanut dust. He has a butler. He uh, he has a butler. Mm -hmm, named Mr. Benson. And uh, people have wondered if there's some sort of relationship there. Oh. But I guess uh, Planter just come out and said that, nope, they're just friends. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Sure. Whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so what if he's not like... So we don't have to take this dark. What if he... I like the drug cartel idea, personally. <laughs> but what if he's like doesn't appear to be a drug cartel person? Like, what if he looks like a upstanding citizen to the naked eye. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he's this charming guy. Yeah. yeah hosting yeah. parties, list Jay Gatsby style yep. kind of guy. He looks like he's doing well, good he, things. That's Gatsby was a lot like that too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where things would happen, he would go on business deals and you're like, mm, something's up. Yeah. That doesn't seem... Mm -hmm. What's up? Yeah. I was like, he's not even at his parties. Yeah. So, here's a question. Before, I don't want to commit to the... Uh, him being like a drug cartel leader. Or yeah, like I, that. Same. I feel it's low hanging fruit a little bit. A little bit. Low hanging peanuts. Yeah. But. <laughs> Legume. From Legumes. what we already do know, mm -hmm. what is Mr. Peanuts' goal? What does he want in life? I mean, based on what we know, to live a good life, I mean, we don't really know much. He's like, I mean, what do like upstanding, you know, rich people want? Genius. Playboy, billionaire, philanthropist. I mean, I, oh, oh, that's what you're saying here. I see where you're going. I see where lo, you're lo, going. Lo, lo, lo. <laughs> he wants to make a suit. <laughs> a peanut, a peanut suit. suit, yep. What if that's actually the thing? What if this is a person, like a human person inside of Mr. Peanut, and that is the suit? No, no. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Why? It's like the freaking chicken man from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna veto that idea, but I, wow. I I'm gonna say like I like him as a peanut. No, I do too. Got those I, curves, I, man. Uh, <laughs> hey. Um. What if he is a really nice guy? If, what if, if he's really nice to his inside crowd, mm -hmm. but he uh, developed a torture method called the peanut gallery, okay, where, go he, on. where he does like gladiatorial games. Yes. Yes, and that's what his parties really are on. Mm -hmm. When when you walk into a party, it just looks like a big fancy party. Mm -hmm. But then, like, in they the have a secret coliseum. Yeah, like in the so maybe in he's the not a drug cartel leader, but rather he hosts the peanut gallery. He's a pit this, boss, which is a, pit, yeah. a fight club, 
Mm-hmm. But we take it one step further. Okay. Mm-hmm. And who fights? People who are allergic to peanuts. Wait. Living people. Fireworks. <laughs> Fireworks. Uh. So wait. What? Why? Why? Why would you take people who are allergic to peanuts and have them fight? Um. Because there's a if if someone in the arena were to get out of control and try to escape, it's an easy way to take them out. Hmm. That's true. You just dust the entire place with peanut like, dust. Yeah. Waves his hand and at then them. And he himself is impervious to lash back. Like, what if what if a gladiator got out and tried to attack him? Mm-hmm. Couldn't. Because hmm. if 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 that gladiator were to attack him, instantly it'd kill them both. Yep. What if they take the potential gladiators? Because I feel like that would kind of limit your pool a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of people. But what if? you inject them with a some sort of serum that makes them allergic to peanuts. Well, so and if they win the fight, that means they're allowed out into the world and their memories are erased. So everyone who's allergic to peanuts has been someone who has escaped Mr. Peanuts gladiatorial games. A love this. <laughs> B as far as the uh, that giving them something that makes them allergic to peanuts goes, there is sort of something like that already out there when it comes to um, uh, beef, red red meat. Oh, yeah. um, if you've heard of the uh, the uh, there's a tick over on the hmm. east coast area that if you get um, bitten by this tick, um, you have a high likelihood of becoming permanently allergic to eating red meat. Hmm. So. Uh, it could be something very similar to that. Yeah. Maybe that's like his uh, right-hand man is like this some person, tick, animal, something that mm-hmm. it will make Mr. You, Benson. It, Mr. Benson. It, Mr. Benson uh-huh. makes you allergic. He's what the scientist. age mm. are people brought in to fight in this arena? Two years old. Just kidding. <laughs> um, well, well when what did, time, yeah, when did you realize you were allergic to peanuts? Yeah. Uh... I was Riley. I had, you have to remember. I I had moved here, uh-huh. so this this is weird that you say this. You're like, oh my goodness. Because I was not allergic to peanuts mm-hmm. up until about uh, oh, what year was that? That would have had to have been my sophomore or junior year of high school. Okay, so 2010, yep. 2011. Mm-hmm. Yep. But there's plenty of people out there that are allergic to peanuts from birth. True. So, well, there are s- peanut allergies can be found in the real world. Right. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Right. And it's a lot rarer than it actually is. Right. Because most people that have peanut allergies mm-hmm. are actually former contestants. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like this. But their memories are erased. Yep. Your memories were erased. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's your freedom is yep. you don't... is. You not only are you released into the real world, but you also uh, aren't forced to the carnal knowledge mm-hmm. of when you were uh, when you taken away by peanut. What? Um, so is so mo- his income mm-hmm. is from betting. betting. Mm-hmm. That's and how he hosts the parties. Hosts the which parties. Bring in more well, betting. I feel like he should also have like a, a front for a business mm-hmm. too. Okay. Well, oil, not uh, peanut oil. It has to be peanut related. Well, yeah. I mean, peanut the butter. planter company. Yeah. Yeah, the planter go. company is his front. He I like sells that he's peanuts. like a peanut oil, like he drills for peanut oil. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. He's like an too. oil baron. Yeah. But then I'm also thinking, like, would his urine be peanut oil? Or like I don't think his. He pees. What? I don't think he pees. What does I mean, he eat? Peanuts don't pee. 
I don't think he eats. I don't think he eats. I mean, peanuts also don't if have arms and legs. he's denied all the mean... pleasures of, mo- of life, what else is there but to watch others' lives be taken? Ooh, dark. Yeah. I don't feel anything. Why should they? You may have had a brother you don't know about that you killed in the arena. <laughs> My real brother's not allergic, so... Hmm. <laughs> that, that, well, not yet. Fair. Yeah, maybe they're taken for a while, and then that specific memory. Maybe it's just one night. Who knows? And that's when you develop a peanut allergy. Yep. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I woke up the next day and I had eaten a Snickers bar the night before. And you found these weird bruises on your arms. They were welts, but sure. Yep. Mm. Welts. Mm. Yeah. Sounds sounds like that's what happened to me. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right. I, I like the... So, Mr. Peanut, like... By the way, planters and craft, we don't think you run <laughs> an underground peanut allergy fighting ring. <laughs> And what we mean by that is, please don't put us in your underground <laughs> fighting ring. <laughs> well, he's already been there. He's already won. Yeah. Put me back in, boss. <laughs> I can do it. I can fight. Yeah, what if there's like a story of like one person who kind of like has a, rem- a memory of it in dreams and like wants to find it again? Wants to prove himself mm-hmm. or herself. And eventually gets in the ring with Mr. Peanut. And that's the climax. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. But he like, because every time he like punches him, he like is his like whole arm swells, swells up. up. Yeah. So he has to like take and the his longer, wrists. and he has to be quick about it because the longer he's in the ring with him, his throat's gonna close up. And you know, and his eye eyesight's getting yep. worse. Yeah, starts, that'd be an epic starts fight. Starts with runny eyes and ends with. Death. It's a race against time, bro. Yeah. And Mr. Peanut, mm-hmm. yeah. who's fighting, who's also fighting you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That image is just funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Peanut fighting in a brawl. Mm-hmm. Just uh, so off in, the is this just a fight club? Like, they're just duking it out fist to fist? Or is this like a specialty arena where there are other qualifications happening? I think it's a specialty arena, much like the Coliseum, where platforms rise and lower mm. and okay. trap doors. And, yeah. and there's like a room full of like rusty old weapons that you're allowed to choose from. What kind of weapons? I, I'm thinking like. Nutcracker. Yeah, food items. <laughs> I was thinking like... Uh, and, like giant spoons and mm-hmm. forks and nutcrackers. And, and like a whisk. And yeah. Yeah. Spatula. An apple peeler. But yeah. they're like all incredibly sharp and deadly. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, but mean, rusty. They, they, yeah, they've been used. They've been used and lot. they're rusty and mm-hmm. dried blood. and Ugh. Yep. Yep. Gnarly. Meat tenderizer. Oh, of course. Just a, basically a war hammer. Yeah. Who... Who are three, one, one to two to three. That is how counting One works. to three. <laughs> um, common attenders, common Viewers. betters at this fight well, club. We saw people in commercials being like a lizard. Uh, Which would make so sense, cold blood. But I mean, like, <laughs> it doesn't need to be necessarily people that go to the parties, because the parties are kind of the front, right? Well, that's why... Because a lot of Some people, of the people come know. to the party because because of what's going right. on underneath. Like, you know, you but hear about like rich both. people having like an orgy in the basement or right. something like that. Right. So, but not necessarily everyone that comes to the party knows. Well, we know that obviously, yeah, Milburn uh, penny bags, money bags, penny bags, mm-hmm. penny bags. But he's really busy though, too. Right. But he comes when he can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owl would not be there. No. 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 He wouldn't. He wouldn't come. Uh-uh. It's it's not something that he finds enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But if he did um, find it enjoyable, he would come because 
right. X's philosophy. Maybe some of our other villains that we've discussed mm. would be there. Maybe uh, Darth Maul would be there. Maybe. No, Darth Maul wouldn't, Darth Maul wouldn't be, uh, be interested. It would be like a waste of time. Yeah. Gambling. Um, eh. Yeah. Wouldn't care. I don't know. But um, so before we run out of too much time, uh, as per tradition, I last time at the, or not last time, but during the first brand mascot podcast, I introduced you that uh, all three of the mascots were also uh, sexual moves in Urban Dictionary. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh. This is where this it gets time. explicit. Yeah, right. th- this is where I was talking about. <laughs> okay. So, so at this point... The Urban Dictionary definitions of these characters. I'm ready. Hit me with it. Okay. And and it's it's your guys' decision whether we want to... Change it or not? Make it into that character or not. Okay. So, All right. So the Monopoly Man is fairly simple. It's where you give your partner a cum mustache. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not a monocle? Well, I guess no, not. he doesn't have a monocle. <laughs> That'd be funny, though, if that were the case. Okay, so, Mr. Peanut. Oh. S- stick to the end of this one, because this one is, is quite, oh, quite no. special. No. Okay. The Mr. Peanut is a rarely accomplished feat. Mr. Peanut is slaying for the sexual act of a man receiving oral sex from a female tap dancer with glasses. <laughs> when the man is re- when the man is ready to ejaculate, he withdraws from her mouth and presses the tip of his penis firmly against the outside of her glasses on one on one on one side only. He then proceeds to spooge heavily. <laughs> Those are the words of this this top definition. These are not Logan's words. He then proceeds to spooge heavily and completely covers one side of the glasses in a milky white film. To seal the deal, he must then cock one leg over her and take a dump filled with peanuts (laughs) on her stomach, thus giving her the appearance of Mr. Peanut. Would you guys like to work that into the character no. Mr. Peanut? No, 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 no. Please, no. Wait, there's one more, isn't there? As far as I could look, Mr. Owl, Tootsie Owl, uh, Mr. Oliver Owl did not have a definition on Urban Dictionary. So should we make one? So I was going to present to you guys, what if we tried to make one? Do you have any ideas? What is the Mr. Owl? Well, based on what we have done, possibly... A connection to the licking machine. Um, here's a proposal. So it mm-hmm. could be similar to the classic exorcist maneuver um, because <laughs> the head spins around uh, 360 degrees during mm-hmm. the event. Um, but uh, generally, so it's it's during sex, um, your. Uh, I mean, both... it doesn't necessarily have to be a sexual move. It, it could I just mean, be that's a, the an urban dictionary. Okay, okay, so, true. That's what I'm true. Going with. It's in the spirit. It's in the it's spirit true. of the, the, the tradition. The Mr. Owl. The Mr. The, the, the Mr. Owl is when um, you uh, are with your partner having sex, and both, both members um, flap their arms up and down repeatedly. Um, while uh, uh, passing a Tootsie Pop back and forth between their mouths, um, they must count the other person. The, the, the person that doesn't have the Tootsie Pop in their mouth must count out loud um, the number of licks that, that it's taking going back and forth. Um, and uh, they can only uh, finish um, 
when the Tootsie Pop is completely eaten. See, I was thinking that what if it has to do with uh, oral one way or the other? Dang it, Logan, I think you're going to take what I'm doing. <laughs> they go one, two, three, and then really, really get in there, really get aggressive, and their partner comes immediately. See, I'm like, I'm almost on that track, <laughs> but very much, like a little bit more specific. Mm -hmm. uh, you are a male, mm -hmm. and you are receiving a hand job from your partner. Mm -hmm. Your partner is also licking your balls. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, as you approach climax, your partner counts down one, two, three, matching your climax, and at the point of climax, your partner then bites your balls. Mm. Mm. In the most erotic, not uh, crushing your balls way possible. Uh, Maybe gently nibbles? Uh I I mean, if 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 we're going Mr. Hell, it has I feel to be dirty. full on, you know. Maybe make the noise. Okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> like <gosh>. Gollum. <laughs> um, I don't like this. <laughs> would you like to make that a part of the Mr. Hell character? Nope. I mean, he would want, you know. I feel like he would be the kind of person who would like. Yeah, I'm gonna make my own sexual position. I'm gonna make my own sex move. Fair. Yeah, and he would call it, and he would name it after himself. Fair. What are you, I mean, I did look up Tootsie Pop on I there. I just looked up Tootsie Pop as and well. And that had a lot of different that definitions. That has a lot, and so So that's why I didn't bring them up. They, I mean, they involve a chocolate-filled center, which you can imagine. No. <laughs> I'm really liking the one with the baguette. Oh, I saw that one too. No. <laughs> We're done. We're done. We're done. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read no. It. Read no, it. I, no. I think, I, I think we've had enough explicit <laughs> material in this okay. episode, personally. Well, I mean, I had to call back it's to the true. first it's true. time. I mean, I don't think anything will top the Mr. Clean, though. That's where I mean, it involves sex green. with peroxide. I enjoyed the Michelin Man more, I think. <laughs> really? The Jolly well, Green? Gonad Gobbler. Gonad Gobbler. They're all wonderful. Yeah. Or we're not. <laughs> I like the Mr. Peanut. Oh, my gosh. It's just very specific. I, I know. Very, it's very a very specific. rarely accomplished feat, it says. All right. Well, so... I think that we have done a great job in improving Mr. Oliver Owl, the uh, Monopoly Man, and Mr. Peanut. I agree. I think we did a great job. I would be scared to talk slash run into any of these people because of their backstory or their intimidating nature. Also fair. I'd, I'd be okay talking with Mr. Owl. I mean, apparently... See, I would think yeah. he, he would be one of those guys that's like, I'm better than you. Well, yeah. But, like, I've... I'd be truly intimidated by the other two, though. Well, yeah. I've yeah. already met Mr. Peanut. Hmm. True. But you just don't remember it. I don't remember it. Well, did you actually meet him? You probably saw him, like, you off in the distance. Him. Maybe. Yeah. You probably didn't go face-to-face. -face. I mean, you were allergic to peanuts. Right. So, I didn't go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. So you couldn't go close to him because you were, like, obviously a top fighter. Apparently. And yeah, so he survived. He, he didn't want to, you know, uh, risk, your, risk your, your failing. So uh, I think we did a pretty good job today. Uh, this has been the third episode of our Kickstarter month in July. Kick back! Kick back! So, um, yeah, we only have one podcast left in the Kickstarter month. So, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Kickstarter. Uh, you can find the links on our, uh, social media pages, uh, at Podcast. We are on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also search us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Uh, and 
Uh, we have an intro video out. We have a, a stick fight let's play out that was pretty funny uh, on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, you can check out our iTunes pages and uh, wherever you find podcasts, leave us a review uh, if you like our content. And uh, it, we, it really helps us out. And like I said, in a Kickstarter, consider donating, uh, consider sharing, liking, telling your friends about us. Any way you can help. Uh, if you do decide to donate, we have some pretty cool perks and rewards, like a Discord server, uh, some t-shirts, uh, some posters, uh, getting a follow from us on the socials, uh, stuff like that. And um, also our appreciation and better content for you. We're all sitting around one microphone uh, right now on the floor. So, uh, <laughs> uh, if you want us to see to see better content, where like each of us has our own microphone, if you want to hear better content, mm, or if you want to see us, because oh yes. live streaming equipment or just video equipment in general might oh, be yes. in our future as well. Uh, so, if oh, you yes. want to see more of that, uh, consider donating, consider sharing, uh, consider getting the word out there. Um, so, I think. Unless anything, anyone has anyone anything else to say, I believe it is time for the pit. <gasps> pit. So the next pit will be a classic children's cartoon character, yes. which Tyler will be hosting. Yes. To keep who, with tradition. Who has the pit this time? I got it. Okay. You got it. My lord. My lord. You got it. Do you roll for the pit, baby? I I rolled it. Did you roll it? Uh, yeah. Yo, bro, I, only, I only have the number generator up, though. Can you pull up the list? <laughs> yeah, I can pull. Okay. Based on that number, I, I, I can value it for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Slash camaraderie. Camaraderie? No. No. <laughs> no. So the character is based on that number. Uh huh. Curious George. What, what, what? I'm curious. Oh, are you? Yeah. Mm. Cool. Georgie. Well, good for you. Georgie. Hey, Georgie. Hey, Curious Georgie. Well, we'll get into that next time. Mm hmm. So Popcorn. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> well, thanks so, for joining. Thank you so much for joining us. We love doing this. And we're going to see you next time. Next week, actually. And that'll be the last week of the podcast. So. Don't you want to? No, sorry. Sorry. I said that. Not the last week of the podcast. No! The last week of the Kickstarter. Last week of July. Yes. So. And be watching. We will be having our, um, our live stream on the 30th as well. Mm -hmm. So That's a Monday. in for that. And uh, we'll see you then. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Wait! What? <laughs> Don't you want your boat? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, Georgie. Mr. Peanut. <laughs>